Hi everyone, my name is Joseph Siegel, and welcome back to the AMM Torah Podcast. We took a week off in order to celebrate Pesach. I hope everyone had a great Yantiv. And let's get right back into it with Dvar Torah for this week's Parsha, Parsha Shmini. So now we're back to our regular schedule. We get into Parsha Shmini, which begins with uh, a celebration for Bnei Israel. Moshe has spent the past week training uh, training Aaron and his sons in all the duties of uh, being Kohanim in the Mishkan. And uh, now, Parsha Shmini starts off, even with Shmini, that's why it's called Shmini, it's the eighth day, and Moshe is ready to hand over the reins of control to the new Kohanim. And they bring a whole series of Karbanos in order to officially sanctify the Mishkan, and uh, Aaron and his sons come out and they give Birkas Kohanim to the Bnei Yisrael, and the Karbanos are accepted by Hashem, and everyone begins to celebrate. But in the middle of this celebration, tragedy struck the nation. Aaron had four sons, and his two older sons uh, were named Nadav and Avihu, and they were known throughout the Bnei Israel as uh, two of the biggest tzaddikim uh, in the entire nation. And we'll see exactly how big a little later on. But they decide to bring an additional carbon than what uh, they were commanded to. This is in Perik Yud. Uh, Pasuk, the, the middle of Pasuk Aleph through Pasuk Beis. So, Hashem And they, meaning Nadavin Avihu, brought before Hashem uh, an alien fire, a strange fire. Zara means strange or not supposed to be there. Asher that he, Hashem, had not commanded them. And now Pasuk Beis, And a fire came out from Hashem, and it consumed them and ate them up, and they died. And uh, their deaths totally uh, marred this uh, this amazing celebration of the Mishkan opening, because uh, these were two, again, like we said, these were two of the greatest men of the nation. Uh, how great were they? Well, Moshe uh, in Pasagimel consoles Aaron, and Rashi explains that uh, Moshe told Aaron that he knew that somebody was going to have to die in order to sanctify the Mishkan. Why that is, that's a totally different topic for a different time. But uh, the famous phrase that we use is, Bikrovaya Kadesh, with those who are close to me, Hashem says, with those who are close to me, I will sanctify. And Moshe thought that it was going to be either he or Aaron. He felt that there was no better Bikrovai, uh, there was no one closer to Hashem than he or Aaron. And the fact that Nadav and Avihu were killed instead of him showed him that Nadav and Avihu were even greater than Moshe and Aaron. So if you can imagine, we have the two greatest people in the nation, greater even than Moshe and Aaron, dying uh, in, in tragic in tragic fashion uh, on one of the happiest occasions for the Jewish people. It definitely uh, ruined that celebration. Now Chazal give a whole litany of explanations as to why Nadav and Aviyu deserved to die by bringing this carbon. And uh, I'm going to go through them uh, right now. The first opinion is that they were Mora Halacha of Rabbam, that they had Paskin the Halacha in front of the Rebbe, who is Moshe, well, which the punishment for that is death. Um, another one says that uh, they had drunk wine and then gone in and brought a carbon. Uh, the third explanation is that really, uh, at the time of Matan Torah, they had, uh, instead of preparing uh, for Matan Torah along with everyone else, instead they had uh, made a feast. They ate and they drank and they celebrated, but they celebrated in the wrong way. That was not the way 
to prepare to receive the Torah. But so that for that they deserve death. But because Hashem didn't want the giving of the Torah to, uh, he didn't want that celebration to be ruined uh, with the deaths of Nadav and Avihu. Instead, they were killed now, even though it's a different celebration, but it's obviously not as great a celebration as receiving the Torah. Uh, the next uh, explanation is that they never um, fulfilled the mitzvah of Puruvu. They never had children, um, which obviously there, you know, Nebuch, there are many people, Lo'alenu, who do not have children. But not only did they not try to have children, they never even tried to get married. So they actively did not try to have children. So that was their sin. Uh, the next one is that uh, they did not wash their hands and feet before going in to do the Avodah and the Mishkan, which, uh, as we learned in Parshas Kisisa, uh, that it's a mitzvah deiraisa. The last two opinions, uh, one is that since they didn't discuss the matter with each other before deciding to bring the carbon, so uh, if they would have talked it over with each other, they would have realized that it was a bad idea. And the last one is that they disrespected Moshe and Aaron. They had a plan. They were discussing and planning out how they would teach Torah to the nation after Moshe and Aaron died. And this was disrespectful to Moshe and Aaron, first of all, because they were the primary teachers of Torah at the time. Second of all, they're planning on Moshe and Aaron dying, which you know is not a very nice thing to do with your father and your uncle, planning on what you're going to do after they pass. And because of that disrespect, and because it was Moshe and Aaron, they were uh, worthy of death. Now, it's one thing to have so many different opinions about one event in the Torah, but the bigger question is, why do we even need all these ideas in the first place? The Torah clearly, clearly tells us why they were killed. It says they brought an Eish Zerah of Hashem. They brought a fire, they brought a carbon that they had not been commanded to bring, and because of that, the next passage says they died. So what, what, is Chazal trying, what are Chazal trying to teach us by bringing all these reasons? We have the reasons straight in the Pasuk. And secondly, as we said, Nadav and Avihu were, were the two greatest men of the generation. They rivaled Moshe and Aaron if they weren't greater than Moshe and Aaron. And all of these sins that Chazal uh, lists are, are terrible sins. So how could they be guilty of any of these things that Chazal accused them of? They're really so great. So these questions are asked by Rav Yaakov Kamenetsky in his Sefer Emes Yaakov on the Torah. And he explains that, that the actual sin of Nadav and Avihu was what the Pasuk says. They brought an unauthorized carbon, and that because of that, they are worthy of death. However, because of the second question, how could they possibly do any of the crimes that Chazal accused them of? In order to understand how these two great men could come to do such an avera of bringing this unauthorized carbon, Chazal bring all these suggestions to explain it. And the process went like this. The first question, first of all, we say they bring the carbon. So the automatic question you ask is, I don't understand, Moshe and Aaron are there. How could they make such a mistake if Moshe and Aaron are around? So Chazal say, it must be that they decided the halacha without consulting Moshe and Aaron, that even though Moshe and Aaron were there, it must be the Nadanaviyu paskin the halacha without asking them. Well, how could they have such audacity to make such a decision like that? Ah, so then Chazal continue, it must be that they felt that they had a better uh, process of teaching Torah to Bnei Yisrael, and therefore, therefore they felt that they could make decisions without Moshe and Aaron because their ideas of Torah were better than theirs. And that's why right now, at this moment, they're discussing how they would teach Torah after Moshe died because they're getting ready to make a decision based off of their method of teaching. And the next reason is because they had drank wine. Now, 
it was only usher to work in the Mishkan or the base of Megdash if you were drunk. If you had drank wine, you were still allowed to work in the Mishkan. However, by a carbon, it's a little different. Bringing a carbon, you have to be on the top of your game. And since there was a possibility they would have to bring another carbon, because maybe one of the people would come with a carbon, they should not have had any wine at all. Because they were not, uh, they didn't, they didn't, they were careless in accepting the responsibility of working in the Mishkan, uh, they were punished for this. This, the fact that they were careless and they didn't uh, treat their responsibility of working the Mishkan with respect, this shows gaiva. This shows arrogance towards Hashem. Making it very possible that when they ate and drank by, the, by Matan Torah and celebrated there and prepared for Matan Torah in the wrong way, also there, that was also a show of arrogance to Hashem. And now this gaiva is going to come to the forefront. This has been playing around the edges for the past several reasons. But now we're going to bring it to the forefront and show how this was really key to the whole uh, Avera over here. Because Gaiva is also the reason why they never married. Originally, the plan of Nadav and Aviyu was to follow the path of Moshe. Moshe, after Matan Torah, he separated from his wife Zipporah in order that he could be in a constant state of Kedusha. Why? Because Moshe knew that he would have to be ready to speak to Hashem at a moment's notice. And in order to make sure that was always possible, he had to remain constantly Kadosh. So Nadav and Aviyu planned on having that same level of Kedusha as Moshe. And therefore, they never got married. However, Chazal are telling us that even though this was the reason on top of their minds, and they, and they meant this reason. They really sincerely felt that this was the reason why uh, they were not getting married. There was still a reason buried deep down in their consciousness, which was really the driving force behind it. And it, as the previous uh, Averos, it was also driven by Gaiva. They are the oldest sons of the Kohen Gadol. They are the nephews of the king, quote-unquote, of Bnei Yisrael, Moshe Rabbeinu. And to all the, just to put the icing on the cake, their other uncle is the Nasi of, of uh, B'nai Kahas. So with all that yichus, Chazal say they did not feel that anyone was worthy to marry into their family. So now we have all these reasons from Chazal, and we see that the driving force behind all of these sins was Gaiva. But according, Chazal are telling us that they're really guilty of all these sins. How can we consider them great men? How can we consider them on the level greater than Moshe and Aaron if they're guilty of all these things? And the answer is that they really were great men. And this is something that every single human being struggles with, that we need to be conscious of in order to fight this fight. And this is the lesson that we learned from Nadav and Aviyu. All the Averos that Chazal list, not only were they not done intentionally. None of them was intentionally even done as a sin. You know, it's one thing to do to make a mistake and then realize afterwards that what you did was an Avera, you just made a mistake. You didn't realize it was an Avera. You uh, didn't realize at the time what you were doing, you were unconscious, whatever the story is. It's another thing when you do something that you don't even think is a sin. Everything they did had the nothing but the best intentions behind it. They felt that B'nai Israel were not getting Torah the way it was supposed to be given, and they wanted to fix it. They wanted to celebrate the giving of the Torah. They wanted to celebrate 
the inauguration, the consecration of the Mishkan. So they drank wine. They wanted to be constantly available to Hashem. They wanted to be in a state of constant Kedusha where, like Moshe Rabbeinu, Hashem would just appear to them and they could talk to Him face to face like old friends. These were great men, but at the same time, everything they did was a disaster. Because even though they couldn't see it, even though they couldn't feel it, everything that they did came from a source of gaiva, from arrogance. Every person, says Rabbi Yaakov, every person within them has something which, which drives their character. It could be more than one thing, it could be several things. But there are, there are certain character traits which are at the root of, of a person. And each character trait, as we know, has an element of good and evil. And you could use the same personality trait that you have can be used to make you the greatest person in the world. And it can also be used the opposite, and it can make you go down a terrible path. And while none of you were great men, there was this one character trait which they could not figure out. They could not figure out the difference between being arrogant and being great. And all the actions that they did, while they thought were being driven by a want to be great, they were really being driven by gaiva. And this is the lesson that we must learn from Nadav and Aviyu as well. Whenever we consider our actions, we must, con we must consider that even though we think that it might be coming from, from a want to do good, maybe it's really coming from the Yetzirah, maybe it's really coming from something else. I don't want to scare anyone, I don't want to say that the Yetzirah has control and we don't know what we're doing, but it's just, it's a need to, to be conscious of ourselves and of our actions constantly and work hard to ensure work hard to do our best to make sure that all of our actions are truly L'Shem Shemaim without any ulterior motives behind them. Thank you very much. Have a great Shabbos. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. If you have any questions, comments, or to subscribe to the email newsletter, you can email me at amemtorah at gmail.com. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H at gmail.com. The email newsletter includes the written version of the Svar Torah, as well as an MP3 download of this podcast. You can also get this podcast by going to iTunes and searching the Amen Torah podcast or my name, Yosef Siegel. The podcast can also be downloaded from my website, hashkafahandbook.com, where you can also learn more about my book, Reality Check, A Handbook of Hashkafa. The written version of this Devar Torah is available at oldideasforthemodernmind.blogspot.com. That's where the Ancient Ideas for the Modern Mind blog is hosted. Please check out the Nation's Wisdom Project by going to nationswisdom.blogspot.com. And you could also find us on all of our various social media pages, facebook.com slash amemtorah, and Twitter at amemtorah. That's A-I-M-E-M-T-O-R-A-H. Thank you very much for listening, and until next time, have a great job.